It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Have you ever wondered why the news plays the same five stories again and again? Let me give you a little hint. Brainwashing and repetition is the most basic form of brainwashing. Join me as we look at the news cycle and talk about why the mainstream media is so gutless and afraid to report the truth. What's up? Welcome to Troubled Minds News. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and happy Monday. Ah, yes, this is the show where, of course, the conspiracy is the news. That's the old inside joke, and it's no longer an inside joke. It's now just the fact of the matter, unfortunately. And so as a result of that, we're, uh, we get together on Monday and uh, Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific on Twitch, as you know, because you're here. And we talk about the news and not just the news, like different things in the news. Of course, we talk about news cycles. We talk about propaganda. We talk about all the crazy stuff, right? Because, well, uh, first, uh, we do a show called Troubled Minds, and that's all the really crazy stuff. That's the out there. That's the navel gazing uh pondering the existence of ourselves in the universe type of type of conversation this one's a little less crazy than that but uh it's still i think that when we talk about the nature of reality in particular uh looking at news cycles and how the uh, powers that be are sort of trying to manufacture a a concocted reality that is not based in it at all i think that's the weirdness here and that's why we do this uh, as part of this whole kind of breaking off the news cycle and doing it as its own thing because there's just so damn much to talk about and it's uh it's pretty wild it's one of those pretty wild situations where you got to kind of wonder how much of what we know is actually real and uh based on the media and based on you know clickbait and all the rest of this stuff it does make you think and consider that well maybe (laughs) maybe a lot of it's just a bunch of bs and well so anyway so that's the deal and if you guys want to be part of the show we always do this live because well number one transparency is important which is why i always share my links and my sources even though we drink a lot of the maybe juice as we call it and uh you know ponder some pretty pretty far out there things sometimes it doesn't hurt to link sources on where the basis of the information comes from so there it is all my sources are always linked you can always find them in the description uh, on when it goes to youtube when it goes to the podcast everywhere else and of course if you want to be part of the show you can give us a call 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 and you could join the discord at troubledminds.org one second volume adjustment Okay. All right. So let's uh, let's so let's do the news, shall we? Let's uh, let's get uh, let's get back to here. And all right. So the news it goes a little something like this. We got some pretty pretty far out there stuff as usual, right? Because uh, th- that's the type of stuff that I like in the news cycle. Because it's uh, there are other things happening that are less important than oh I don't know. Let's say Joe Biden's daughter's diary. If you know what I'm talking about. Well, there there are other implications with that, and it's politics and it's garbage. 
and it's the same shit show that's been going on since, well, probably the dawn of time regarding politics. But, well, here we are, and uh, doing our thing, talking about the news. So let's uh, let's get started. And actually, by the way, we're uh, going to do this. Let's, uh, let's do this one. I hadn't planned on this. So hold on one sec. Let me do this. Put the phone number back up. Join the Discord, troubleminds.org. We're going to do this. So... Um, uh, Night Stalker, what's up? Derek actually shared this because we were talking about this just a little bit in the chat before we started today. Uh, let's just start with this. This is this is from Newsweek, and uh, we'll go like this. We'll just start with this one because why not? Uh, the news over the weekend, of course, was the uh, Travis Scott um, incident. All right, uh, with the the festival known as what was this Astro World? Is this what this was called? Yes. All right, here we go. This is from Newsweek: a Travis Scott Satanic Festival quote, uh, blood sacrifice conspiracy theory spreads after a tragedy. Um, tragedy, definitely. Uh, people died. Now, there's there's all kinds of uh, other conspiracies going around with this, too. Not just this blood sacrifice thing, but that I saw on Twitter that people are saying there are cover-ups. There are more than uh, eight, only eight people dead and a lot of this stuff going on. So so anyway, let's start with this and read this just a little bit so you can see what's going on. Uh, while events that occurred at Astral World Festival in Texas over the weekend have been widely described as hellish by attendees, a number of conspiracy theories have cropped up which claim the concert was some sort of blood sacrifice. At Travis Scott's Astroworld Music Festival in Houston on Friday night, at least eight people died and dozens more were injured as crowds surged toward the stage. And if I'm being perfectly honest, uh, obviously this is tragic as hell, but have you guys ever been to a, a large concert like this and been up near the front when like the act comes on? Yeah, people push, man. People push like they they, they cram in like um, like a bunch of uh, sardines. And if you're up there near the, uh, the barrier... Um, it can get scary, right? Because like the people pressing in the back don't understand the force of all of that weight pressing toward the front, and this is exactly what happened, unfortunately. Um, and so, I so what I mean by uh, I think that uh, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often because there I've been in situations where it's like uh, this is a little bit um, frightening. Let's right, <laughs> let's not stay here to get trampled. But that's exactly what happened here. So. Uh, uh, so at least eight people died and dozens more were injured as crowds surged toward the stage. Two teenagers age 14 and 16 are among those who died. Several videos from attendees have been circulating on social media that show the rapper appearing to not stop the show, despite witnessing, witnessing people passing out and medical staff attempting to revive people. However, during a live stream of the performance, he could be seen stopping several times, calling on someone to help people who had passed out in the crowd. The disturbing scenes have... Uh, uh, have seen people claim that the concert was a blood sacrifice as much of Scott's promotional material is centered on the demonic imagery and symbolism. And uh, there it is. There it is. Of course. Let's see. Let's see if we can get some of the symbolism here. And uh, yeah, so let's look at this. This is uh, this is what they're talking about uh, directly on Twitter. Let's go to Twitter. And here's some of the imagery. If you guys haven't seen this, there you go. We got the Illuminati hands with the eyeball in the middle. See you on the other side. Um, we got uh, people well, asking world up here on the left walking through a what appears to be some sort of portal doorway um something else let's see what else do they got i don't know so anyway that's what that's one here's another one we got this weird um depiction of a person in a mouth and people are coming and going through the mouth of this gigantic statue i don't know all right so uh, as you can see uh there you go uh there you go Uh, not safe for work alert uh nudity we got butts on there anyway so so point being uh, i don't know what's going on with this like i'm I'm not uh as you guys know i'm not like the the blood sacrifice ritual uh expert here but um i think i think you can probably make the case for things like this um quite a lot with um with uh you know a lot of these huge uh huge huge venue sort of situations going on from everybody right they've talked about it from uh, billy eilish lady gaga of course travis scott all the rest of this stuff is going down and so it does make you wonder right um but i i gotta i gotta say how how insidious would it be if this was actually planned um i don't know i i, I mean th- this is it, it's sick it's tragic all that good stuff uh that the, the news cycle loves anyway uh meaning that uh, of course 
if it bleeds, it leads. We've all heard the term. And if uh, if this is if this is for real, a satanic blood sacrifice, I'm not so sure because Travis Scott is now canceled. He was supposed to do a day in Vegas and uh, coming up soon, and he's canceling that because clearly uh, uh, things need to be changed. Right? Things need to change here regarding just safety and venues and a lot of this stuff. Because, it, like I said, I've been in, you guys have probably been in those situations as well where it's um, when it presses, you're stuck. Where can you go? Like you can't go anywhere. You're stuck and you've got the weight of the crowd uh, kind of pressing behind you. So so anyway, this is not, like I said, not my expertise, but there seems to be a lot of pretty crazy stuff going on here with uh, the symbolism and all the rest of this. And then, of course, like I said, people on Twitter claiming that it wasn't just eight people passed away. It was also a um, uh, quite a lot more people than that. What's going on, guys? I see you in the chat. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think, uh, I think this is the, the weirdness of this is that, uh, maybe Uh, we'll, we'll drink some maybe juice and say maybe on this. Uh, otherwise, I don't know. What do you guys think as usual? Uh, taking your phone calls. If you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037, troubledminds.org. Do you think this is a, a ritual sacrifice by, uh, Travis Scott and whatever's going on here? Um, yeah, Uh, I'm going to say, uh, we'll drink the maybe juice. And I think it's pretty insidious if this is actually the case, uh, of course, which which would be a a a, a, a sacrifice, wouldn't it? That would be a pretty sick thing. All right. So anyway, let's uh, let's keep on trucking here. What's going on, guys? We got um, sciencealert.com. Let's go to this. And uh, yeah, in, in uh, no shit news. Um, well, we've got uh, a- ancient Earth may have been ravaged by gigantic rainstorms. All right. In the distant past, Earth may have seen rainstorms hundreds of miles wide dumping more than a foot of rain in just a few hours that seems like normal (laughs) i mean you know it's happened before here right anyway researchers have been modeling several epochs of extreme heat on our planet times when the surface temperature would have been around uh, 320 kelvin or 47 celsius and think that cycles of dryness would have been swiftly followed by deluges of rain deluge of rain this this cycle is a new and completely unexpected atmospheric state according to the team behind the new study not only can it improve our understanding of the past and future of earth it can also inform our observations of exoplanets outside of our solar system quote if you were to look at a large patch of the deep tropics today it's always raining somewhere says climate scientist jacob steely from harvard university uh, in massachusetts but we found that in extremely warm climates there could be multiple days with no rain anywhere over a huge part of the ocean then suddenly a massive rainstorm would erupt over almost the entire domain dumping a tremendous amount of rain then it would be quiet for a couple days and repeat mm. wow all right so anyway in, in other news <laughs> other news uh the grass is green and the sky is blue and well you know in the past there have been rainstorms so uh, there you go uh, uh science sometimes is great and uh, science sometimes is like scratch your head like what the hell's really going on here uh anyway all right let us continue shall we and uh, <laughs> uh here it is all right nasa warns that massive asteroid is headed towards earth but there's no need to panic. Don't I don't I say this literally every week now? It used to be like, you know, once or twice or three times a month. I said this on the last show as well. But there is no 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 loss of well, massive asteroids headed towards Earth in the news, right? Like this is lit, it, it almost seems beyond clickbait at this point because now like I said, there's like a couple of week and uh, this is brand new, the 5 hours ago. Yeah. Exactly. An asteroid the size of the Eiffel Tower is heading toward, uh, for Earth in December, according to NASA. But there's no need to panic, as the U.S. Space Agency's asteroid tracker says that potentially hazardous rock will only pass 2.4 million miles of Earth on December 11th. Although the 330-meter-wide asteroid, which is named 4660 Nearest, is unlikely to pose any threat, it is predicted to make 12 more close passes in the coming decades. The closest approach the egg-shaped asteroid will make is predicted to be February February 14th, 2060, when it will be just under 745,000 miles away. For comparison, the distance between the Earth and the Moon is around 239,000 miles. So, of course, this will be almost four times, let's see, three and a half times approximately, as far away from the Earth is to the Moon. And that's at its closest. Okay. So, well, 
nothing to see here, right? <laughs> nothing to see here. But it almost seems like uh, in the news cycle, we have a conditioning aspect going on in that, right? They, they want us to see these things. I don't know. Maybe it's like pumping all this news to me because like I click it every time because I'm like, God, again, uh, here we here we go again with this stuff. But uh, well, uh, an asteroid's going to pass by and well, apparently nobody's scared. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. The, the size of the Eiffel Tower, Big Ben, the Statue of Liberty, whatever they want to call it. It's uh, it's a little bit ridiculous to me that it's literally every freaking week now, twice a week. Last week, no joke. We had two, two in the same week, and uh, they were both different asteroids, uh, you know, close passes in the news. And they, they, they like to name them potentially hazardous, which doesn't mean this time. It means maybe sometime in the next 500 years, there might be a close, a close miss or something. Anyway, so there you go. So more, uh, more of this uh, is a conditioning for when the big one does come. Well, you tell me. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. I don't know. I don't have any answers. I'm just a questions guy. All right. So <laughs> here we go. More more of this from New Scientist. Uh, let's see. This is pretty cool, actually. Um, the quantum experiment that could prove reality doesn't exist. Oh, oh I, you know me. I love my realities that don't exist. Uh, we like to think that things are there even when we aren't looking at them but that belief might soon be overturned thanks to a new test designed to tell us if quantum weirdness persists in macroscopic objects mm. unfortunately a new science new scientist is paywalled so we only get the first couple few paragraphs here but uh, we'll start there there's an old philosophy question about a tree in a forest. If it falls with nobody there to hear it, does it make a sound? Ask a quantum physicist and they might say the sound was there, but you couldn't be sure the tree was. <laughs> quantum mechanics has long pushed the boundaries of our understanding of reality at its tiniest. Countless experiments have shown that particles spread out like waves, for instance, or seem to be in more than one place at once. In the quantum world, we can only know the likelihood that something will appear in one place or another until we look at which point it, it assumes a definite position. This troubled, troubled Albert Einstein, quote, I like to think that the moon is there even if I am not looking at it, he said. Now a new class of experiments is putting Einstein's conviction to the test, seeing if quantum weirdness stretches beyond the tiny world of quarks, atoms, and quibits into the everyday world of tables, chairs, and well moons quote if you can go from one atom to two atoms to three to four to five to a thousand is there any reason why it stops said jonathan hallowell at imperial college london these experiments are not just investigating whether there is a hard boundary between quantum and classical worlds but also probing the true nature of reality if the work goes on let's see if the work goes as some theorists expect it might just kick the legs out from under one of our most firmly held beliefs if things exist, regardless of whether we are looking at them or not, and there you go, <laughs> there you go. What uh, uh, what what version of reality do you subscribe to? I guess is the question. And this is yeah, this is this is cool. What's up, guys? I see everybody out there in the chat. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for hanging out. Where are we at time wise? Let's see. I removed my setup around, so we're good. Okay, let's uh, let's take a quick break and get a word from our sponsor, which is of course you. 
Are you digging the show? If so, you can support us quite easily and at no additional cost to you if you already have an Amazon Prime account. Since we stream on Twitch every day, all you have to do is link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account, and they give you free games on a monthly basis for your personal use, and also a bonus $5 a month to send to your favorite streamer as a way to bring more people to Twitch. And all you have to do is sync up to two accounts and click subscribe. Thanks for considering us. Okay, uh, now here we go. Let's uh, continue with this. Thehill.com. When will we finally set foot on Mars? Well, hmm. <laughs> it depends on who you ask, right? But let's see what they have to say about him. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, da, da. Why the hurry to Mars? And okay, uh, blah, 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 blah. There used to be some basis and justification for such vague statements, given that the, the launch and crew support were still years away from becoming operational. But that is no longer true. Today, we're in a var- we are in a far better position to send humans to Mars than ever before. Within a few months, NASA's Artemis One mission is scheduled to launch the uh, the Space Launch System (SLS) with its Orion crew vehicle without crew on a test mission to orbit the Moon, and will perform all key mission aspects to return humans to the lunar vicinity. And SpaceX's Starship will attempt its first orbital flight soon. Okay. Anyway, blah blah blah. Uh, uh, here we go. Reason for optimism is. Uh, within the political sphere as well. Human mission missions to the moon and Mars have enjoyed consistent and strong bipartisan support throughout multiple administrations and changes in control of Congress. Despite this alignment of political support and technological advancement, our path going forward to Mars still seems vague and insufficiently defined. Well, again, I think politics is uh, is a drag on, well, humanity in, 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 in speaking in general terms. Uh, and then, of course, we have this. Uh, so we're waiting for Elon. But I don't know. What do, you, what do you guys think? Elon Musk said 2024, didn't he? 2023 got bumped back to 2024. Then we've got this whole COVID fiasco and all the, the containers sitting out there in the Pacific Ocean <laughs> and uh, et cetera, so on. Uh, artificial scarcity, as they call it, right? So, so I don't know what's going on with this. Uh, what is your prediction on when we get to the moon or if we don't? And uh, I don't know. Well, uh, as, as you know, I like to keep my eyes actually to the skies and um, to, the, to the news cycles that point to the sky. And this is one of them. So there it is. Uh, you tell me what's your uh, what is your prediction? When will humans finally set foot on Mars? Or at least we can say officially. I guess officially might be the way to put it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, and do you think? How about this? Do you think they'll televise the Mars landing live when that happens? Hmm. That's a that's an interesting question, isn't it? Uh, let's see. What is this? Uh, let's see. Um, okay, let's skip that. That's too that's too boring. Far too boring for our purposes. Let's see. Um, all right, let's let's do this. Let's skip that. I, I picked out way too much news today because I was ahead of the game. So we'll just skip some ones that seem super boring, and we'll go here. Um, uh, now this is uh, this is amazing and uh, tragic, and kind of tells you what we need to know about uh, why there's probably not a secret space program with. Uh, uh, wormholes to Mars because, well, the poor ISS astronauts will return home in diapers as SpaceX's toilet keeps leaking pee. Hmm. <laughs> there you go. After almost 200 days in space, four astronauts are returning to Earth this week from the International Space Station. The only problem, the eight or so hour mission will be toiletless after the SpaceX Dragon capsule toilet was found to leak pee after use. Uh, quote, spaceflight is full of lots of little challenges, NASA astronomer Megan MacArthur said during a news conference from orbit, as reported by AP. This is just one more we'll encounter and take care of in our mission, so we're not too worried about it. Toilets on the ISS and other spacecraft are notoriously tricky, with a suction funnel for pee and a hole for aiming your poop into. Yes, I got to say pee and poop in the same sentence. I can't. I just can't believe it. I'm beyond ecstatic now. Uh, anyway, but even if that sounds better than what the crew will be doing instead, NASA has said that they'll be using absorbent undergarments, also known as adult diapers, for the eight-hour trip home. Eight hours? I could handle that. I could handle that. I think. Uh, if it's if it's pissing myself or uh, waiting, I think I could I think I could do eight. I mean, don't give me a six pack of beer beforehand, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, anyway, let's see. Uh, according to the to NASA, the, the Crew Dragon spacecraft named Endeavor is scheduled to undock from the ISS at 2:05 p.m. 
Eastern Time on Monday, but the splashdown schedule for around 10.30 the same day Eastern Time, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. The four astronauts, NASA's MacArthur and Shane Kimbrough, Akahiko Hoshidi of Japan's JAXA and ESA's Thomas Pesquet from France, will be leaving three astronauts behind on the station, one American and two Russian crew members. The leaking toilet, which the team had to clean manually a couple weeks back, hasn't been the only challenge to this crew changeover. There's also been some issues with getting the next crew into space, etc. So uh, there you go. Uh, this is a little bit weird, a little bit odd, and well, welcome to the world we live in, right? Uh, the uh, peeing yourself on the way down. So if you're a, if you're an astronaut and that's the way things are, well, I'm uh, sorry to let you know it's not all glamour and uh, <laughs> and right. It's not like you're the gladiator of the world when you come back home, especially if you pissed yourself. So there's that. Uh, anyway, so the uh, looking to hear from you. Do you guys have thoughts on this or anything else? Seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven troubleminds.org. Click the Discord link and. Uh, Let's keep on trucking, shall we? All right, now this one, this is, uh, this is again the world we live in. Let's continue. What's up, Eli? Thanks for hosting. Appreciate that. All right, let's do this. This is uh, from Engadget. And yeah, this is happening, guys. Walmart is using driverless trucks to complete a seven-mile delivery loop. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's in Arkansas. Okay, as promised, Walmart has started doing fully driverless box truck deliveries in partnership with startup Gatik, G-A-T-I-K, between its own locations on a fixed seven-mile loop, the company's announced. Despite those limitations, the route in Bentonville, Arkansas, involves intersections, traffic lights, and merging on dense urban roads, the company said. It's another shot of good news for the progress of self-driving vehicles after GM's cruise launched its self-driving taxis into testing last week. You guys remember Johnny Cab? Well, you are in a Johnny Cab. Remember that from, uh, yeah, uh, Total Recall? Uh, this is it. The Gaddock trucks are bringing grocery orders from a Walmart fulfillment center to a nearby Walmart neighborhood market grocery store in Bentonville, the, uh, the host city of the company's headquarters. The, the route covers the middle mile transportation of goods between warehouses and stores. The program effectively got launched following the December 2020 approval by the Arkansas State Highway Commission and has been driverless since this summer and there it is i guess here's a video we can watch the video of this actual uh, uh self-driving car you guys interested let's watch this thing drive i'll bet you it's uh, pretty uneventful um until it is <laughs> so there we go let's watch for just a second as this thing starts driving in august 2021 gaddick became the first autonomous trucking company worldwide and there it goes boom no driver in the seat there you go. Welcome. We don't have our flying cars, but we have our robot driving trucks. And there you go. <laughs> My goodness gracious. I got to admit, I got to admit, well, it made that turn almost expertly. But uh, it, it not this a little creepy? Does this creep anybody out? This is, um, uh, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, they have uh, this is working. So they have this uh, seven mile delivery loop happening from uh, the distribution center to the grocery store. And of course, which means uh, you don't have to pay the driver. <laughs> I mean, the, the funniest part is a driver doesn't even make that much. So the, the, the right like if you start removing drivers from the equation, uh, the amount of money you save is probably negligible. Uh, but well, you know, <laughs> Walmart's going to Walmart. But uh, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. This is uh, this is weird. This is strange. This is uh, the world we live in, and this is happening. So, uh, what do you guys think about this? Uh, is anybody out there losing a job to something like this, or at least on the way? Yeah. So, um, so Walmart and Gaddock are running similar trials around New Orleans with electric box trucks delivering directly to a customer pickup location. However, those are currently being operated with safety drivers aboard. So, the Arkansas trial is the first truly driverless route. Our quote: Our deployment in Bentonville is not a one time demonstration, said Narang. These frequent revenue-generating daily runs that our trucks are completing safely in a range of conditions on public roads demonstrating the commercial and technical advantages of fully driverless operations on the middle mile. Uh, well, there it is. There it is. 
yes, exactly. Uh, Night Stalker says Walmart might be the company I'd at least like to ha- uh, have driverless cars because nothing they do runs smoothly. And I think you could make that argument. If anybody's ever worked retail, um, it is unbelievable how they get anything done because uh it is just shit show city most times how things work and so well here we go here's another example of that walmart and uh we'll just leave it at that and yeah yeah. 702-957-1037 cough button love to hear your thoughts and troubledbys.org click the discord link and uh we'll put you on the show simple as that you can come say hi come join the discord uh, come hang out with lots of lots of cool folks all right uh where are we at time wise i think we're good everything's fine let's squeeze one more in real quick uh and uh yeah so this is from tweak town and yep We've been talking about this, that the, the sun is acting up on Halloween. Uh, there was supposed to be some uh, coronal mass ejection that was uh, causing uh, difficulties for radio and other things. Well, let's see what's happening here. Officials warn the sun is waking up. Uh, it sounds like a bad sci-fi movie as it begins. Officials from the Space Weather Prediction Center have warned that the sun is waking up and that more activity can be expected And so, of course, the sun goes through what is called a solar cycle that ranges from about 11 years. And during this cycle, the star goes through peaks and valleys of solar activity. Magnetic storms on the sun's surface are called sunspots. And these sunspots can lead to solar flares happening, which are large ejections of radiation into space. Additionally, coronal mass ejections, or CMEs, can also accompany a sunspot or a solar flare. And these CMEs are large expulsions of plasma and magnetic field from the sun's corona. Uh, Yep. Anyway, so it's waking up, it's doing its thing, and, uh, well, I guess we can expect more of these. Hopefully, cross your fingers, it's not going to be Carrington event style, which, of course, started fires back in the late late 1800s, I believe. But what can you do, right? Uh, We can uh, can just cross our fingers and and consider that we are protected by our magnetic field on Earth, except, well, um, except when we aren't, right? It's always nice that things work when they work, but then except when they don't. And then let's cross our fingers because we are at the the mercy of the cosmos sometimes. Uh, And yeah, that's what's going on. So let's see where we at time wise. Let's, uh, let's get a Let's get a quick break in here, and we'll keep on trucking. Thank you for listening to Troubled Minds News. I'm your host, Michael Strange. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. All right. Welcome back to Troubled Minds News. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we're uh, going to keep on trucking, talking about the news and all the rest of this stuff because, well, why not? Because uh, somebody needs to and not politicize it because, well, that's the way the world now works, unfortunately. So here we go. Uh, here's another one that I, I find interesting that we have these um, advertisers, you know, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, and all the rest of this stuff. Uh, big names, big money kind of clashing, coming into uh, these problems. Um Many of you have probably seen that Aaron Rodgers of uh, the Green Bay Packers, a quarterback, he caught COVID and he uh, is now, you know, out for probably close to two weeks. Uh, Going to miss what he missed uh, this past weekend's game. They say he'll he'll be eligible to, to practice again on sat this coming Saturday. So if you follow that stuff, there you go. There's your sports ball news for the for the moment. But I think there's uh, some some other greater implications here because we have these huge corporate interests kind of bashing heads, right? Uh, we have the Green Bay Packers, which again is a, is part of the National Football League, the NFL, and it, it has a tax shield, uh, you know, as a nonprofit which is hilarious. And, uh, you know, then we have this other stuff, uh, State Farm, which Aaron Rodgers works for as uh, he does regular commercials with State Farm. And they have a partnership with the NFL, right? So we see a lot of this going on. But then we have the big pharma. We have the Pfizer, the Johnson & Johnson, and all the rest of these guys and their, you know, their, their full court press on, uh, well, you know, do what they say or you'll die. And here's what we get. Here's what we get uh, from, uh, this is from USA Today. State Farm stands by Aaron Rodgers after his vaccine comments. Quote, respect his right to have his own point of view. Okay, all right, that's fine, right? Given a chance to repudiate the lies and misinformation spread last week about COVID-19 vaccines by Green Bay Packers quarterback and company pitchman Aaron Rodgers, State Farm punted. 
Ah, uh, you see? Yeah, I wonder who sponsors uh, USA Today. You think it's Pfizer? <laughs> I'm just I'm just throwing out a guess. I have no idea. It's just a hunch. Anyway, uh, quote, Aaron Rodgers has been a great ambassador for our company for much of the past decade, a company spokesman, spokeswoman said in a statement to USA Today Sports Morning, uh, Sports Monday Morning. Uh, we don't support some of his the statements that he has made, but we respect his right to have his own personal point of view. We recognize our customers, employees, agents, and brand ambassadors all come from all walks of life with differing viewpoints on many issues. Our mission at State Farm is to support safer, stronger communities. To that end, we encourage vaccinations, but respect everyone's right to make a choice based on their personal circumstances. Uh, well, there we go. Uh, I don't know. What is this? I don't I don't even really like uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, but well, whatever. I mean, it, it is uh, interesting how all of this kind of comes into, you know, you get these corporate interests, you know, again, the NFL, the Green Bay Packers, we've got State Farm, which is a huge corporation. We've got uh, Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson and these guys that are pressing their full court press, like I said. And so who knows, like what's, uh, you know, something's got to give, right? Well, uh, so anyway, Aaron Rodgers has COVID and made some uh, statements and I didn't even actually like all the funny part is, um, I could have dug a little deeper and found the statements that Aaron Rodgers made, but guess what? I kind of don't care. Like big deal. Like what could he say that was so horrific that, right? I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it, it is hilarious how all of the, uh, the, the, the corporations, right? All of the, the media just jumped on this and they're just crapping on this dude and, uh, whatever. Anyway, I, I, again, like I said, I kind of don't care, but it is fascinating to me to see how all the corporate stances and, you know, everybody digs into the fight and has their own take. And yeah. So anyway, there we go. Uh, if you like, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Sorry, <laughs> uh, he missed a game. And did the Packers lose? I think that maybe the Packers lost, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I think they lost to Kansas City, right? Anyway, so so there you go. Clearly, if Aaron Rodgers was there, probably would have been a completely different game. And anyway, blah, 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 blah. Who cares? Sports ball. Let's keep on trucking. Let's go to Gizmodo. And yeah, this is this is interesting. Now, this gets, uh, this gets a lot more interesting than sports ball and Aaron Rodgers and COVID. Uh, this is from Gizmodo, and it starts like this. Space Force detects mystery object in orbit alongside Chinese satellite. That's weird, no? They're calling it an Apogee kick motor, but the object's true identity and purpose remain unknown. All right, China's Shijian uh, uh, 21 spacecraft, you can tell I don't speak Chinese, a satellite with the stated purpose of cleaning up space junk, has an orbital companion, but we're not entirely sure what it is. The Shijian 21 satellite was launched to space by a Long March 3B rocket on October 23rd. Chinese state-run Xinhua News Agency said the spacecraft entered the planned orbit successfully and that it will be mainly used to test and verify space debris mitigation technologies. All right. That's fine, right? That's cool. I'm fine with that. And uh, then we have this. That's pretty much all we know about Shijian 21, as China tends to be tight-lipped when it comes to affairs in space. But on November 3rd, the U.S. military detected a companion object in orbit alongside Shijian 21, as Space News reports. Uh, Space Force's 18th Space Control Squadron cataloged it as an Apogee kick motor and assigned it to the designation 2021-094C. Apogee kick motors were used to put... Uh, or used to put payloads in into their target orbits, a good example being satellites moved from their transfer orbits to geostationary orbits, also known as GEO. Satellites will sometimes eject their Apogee kick motors after use, but as astrophysicist Jonathan McDowell from the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics explained in an email, this is pretty rare and almost always done by launching the G, to the GEO graveyard, ejecting the motor, and, and then lowering the, pay, the payload into GEO proper. Anyway, so a, I guess a Space Force has done something, and uh, that means they've detected a, a mystery satellite. A mystery uh, sidekick, as it were, hanging out in orbit with this uh, Chinese thing. So, I don't know. You guys tell me uh, <laughs> what's actually going on up there. Is this just part of the... The, uh, the way you launch things and keep them in orbit or set them in orbit, or is there something a little more mysterious actually happening? You tell me. Love to hear your thoughts. 702-957-1037. That's 702 
one zero three seven. And uh, looks like we got. Uh, looks like Austin's here. Let's go. Let's go to Austin. Austin, what's up, buddy? You're on Troubled Minds. Troubled Minds News. What's up, brother? What's up, man? Test one two. How are you, my man? Yeah. All right. Let me turn off this. Turn it. Turn off the. All right. There. I got it. What's up? How's it going? I'm doing good. How about you? I just thought I'd tune in for some Troubled Minds news. Nice. Uh, thoughts on any of this? I just tuned in on the the last thing was the driverless cars. That was the last thing I seen. All right. So I'm sure you got some thoughts. What are your thoughts? Oh, yeah. Uh, don't do it. It's happening. Stop it. Stop it. It's happening. Stop it right now. Stop. <laughs> You're crazy. Right Stop now. It. Stop right this minute. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Like, uh, imagine when a driverless car cuts you off. There's nobody to flip off, right? I mean, that's that's one of those things that kind of, uh, you know, it's like the robots already got one over on you. It like cuts you off, and you're like screaming and yelling. You pull up and you look in the window, you know, in that like quasi road rage moment, and there's nobody driving. <laughs> Do you ever see those guys that would like hack? Like, they said they could hack any car that's like 2007 and earlier. And they yeah. could like drive it out of the lot and stuff with a laptop. And they they had like a TV show showing this like hacker do it or whatever. Yep, yep, I have heard. And this really really makes you wonder, you know, if someone wanted to take someone out, they could just you know driverless car set them up, you know. Yeah, that's that's the uh, once. I mean, you know, I, we don't have to go back to two thousand one to cite just using like a regular commercial something to smash it into something else to cause like death and destruction. Uh, imagine, uh, right? We don't have to say it. We all know what you're thinking there. What I'm thinking there. But anyway, so so imagine when like a, a, a nice percentage of cars on the road are actually this uh, driverless, automated, autonomous, as they're called. Uh, like I said, the the more important, the less important thing is nobody to flip off when they cut you off. The more important thing is what happens when somebody hacks this thing and it's on the road going sixty miles an hour on the freeway. Uh, yeah, and then all the chips that could go wrong, you know, like all these safety chips that are going to need to be replaced. What happens when the computer doesn't realize its bearings going out because the safety features are like outdated, you know, and then boom, like doesn't see that coming did you i seen this one picture of a of a tesla and autopilot um there's this like tote there's this uh truck driver that was coming in a little bit and then i don't know there's just no intuition with it ai does not have intuition people there's proof that people can some people could see things coming they're more intuitive with the wheel you know they can kind of get out of the way and I know the excuse to push the driverless cars is going to be, oh, yeah, sleeping drivers, you know, we got to stop at all these drunk drivers, you know, we'll lower the car crashes by more significant amount than people driving on their own. And that's what it's about. It's about saving lives and making people dumb long term. Imagine like the way it is now, like so many, so few people can actually drive like a manual stick shift anyway. Imagine when so few people actually have the skills to drive at all because, because it's all done by robots. I'm going to put myself in the shoes of uh, someone that wants absolute control, even though I'm not saying there is anyone that is out there that wants that because people obviously don't want absolute control. That's just not in our nature. But anyway, right. if I was in there, I would definitely love this idea. I would put all as much money as I could into it. I would set up fake car crashes or, or I'd not even like, you don't even need fake ones. I would just find one and then just blow it up. Like maybe I see this one coming, you know, some one of them that I could see coming. Maybe it's like a kid or whatever, right? And uh, that, that'll really touch the people's hearts, you know, like always you just put a kid in there, you know. Uh, they'll always get people on your side. Yeah, even if even if nobody gets hurt. Uh, so so the thing yeah. is the thing is that uh, so so are you, are you suggesting manipulating the media to get the the, the desired thing that you want? Because I mean, yeah, of course, <laughs> I would put all my money in there. <laughs> of course. All right, fair enough. Uh, and that's, you got to own them first. And that's the that's way the, the world works, doesn't it? That's the way the damn world works. And yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, all right. What else you got, my man? We got to get some more news to go through, so we can't do too too long a calls on here. But what else you got on your mind, my man? 
that's pretty much it. I'd like old cars, so uh, I just like simple, and you can fix it yourself. I don't know how you're supposed to fix the driverless car yourself. You probably won't be able to at all. It's probably not going to be yours, first off. The state's going to, like, rent it to you, like how they want everything else to be, so... As long as uh, you're all happy with owning nothing, then I'll be happy with owning you. <laughs> and you'll like it. And you'll like it. Yeah, um, I'll like it. Right. Well, and you'll, you'll like owning nothing as well. Uh, good shit. You're, you're the best. Uh, uh, I own everyone. <laughs> no, don't, no, don't do that. We don't want to do that. Then you'd be, then you'd be just like them. Uh, everybody, follow. Uh, this is this is our good buddy Austin. Follow his uh, YouTube channel. He's doing some stuff over there. It's on Short Quick. That's the name, and uh, we'll put the link up when he feels uh, confident enough. He just started anyway. So thanks, Austin. You're the best, bro. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Peace. Hi, right, man. All right, there you go. All right, you guys want to be part of the show? Simple as that. He just jumped in the Discord. 702-957-1037, troubledminds.org. Let's keep on trucking. Let's get back to uh, automation, driverless things. Actually, let's, before we do that, let's get a one more word from our sponsor, and then let's finish this up. Our sponsor, of course, is you. Are you digging the show? If so, you can support us quite easily and at no additional cost to you if you already have an Amazon Prime account. Since we stream on Twitch every day, all you have to do is link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account, and they give you free games on a monthly basis for your personal use, and also a bonus $5 a month to send to your favorite streamer as a way to bring more people to Twitch. And all you have to do is sync up the two accounts and click subscribe. Thanks for considering us. All right, let's keep on trucking with this. This is from Vice.com, which again does uh, amazing work. If you're into uh, uh, <laughs> uh, clickbait uh, political journalism, but uh, this this is hot. Uh, jellyfish keep attacking nuclear power plants. All right, now what does that sound like? Does that sound like another another uh, amazing? Uh, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> another an, another bad beginning of a sci-fi movie, right? That's that's what this sounds like. So let's see what they actually have to say about this. Uh, jellyfish are continuing to clog the cooling pipes of nuclear power plants around the world. And I might, I don't know, I'm on the fence about this one, whether I do an actual show on this, because... It's a it's a little bit uh, you know attacking nuclear power plants. It's definitely clickbaity because uh, wait till you hear the rest of this. Uh, yeah, ye- jellyfish. <laughs> see what I did? Jellyfish. Jellyfish are continuing to clog the cooling intake pipes of a nuclear power plant in Scotland, which has previously prompted a te- uh, temporary shutdowns of the plant. Uh, the Tornis nuclear power plant has reported concerns regarding jellyfish as far as far back as 2011. Yeah, uh, when it was forced to shut down for nearly a week and at an estimated cost of $1.5 million a day because of the free-swimming marine animals. In a short comment to Motherboard, EDF Energy, which runs the Tornus plant, said that jellyfish blooms are an occasional issue for our power stations, but also that the media reports claiming the plant had recently been taken offline because of jellyfish are inaccurate. Uh, There were no emergency procedures this or last week related to jellyfish or otherwise, a spokesperson said. There you go. So so the attack of the the, uh, nuclear jellyfish, well, uh, is, is, is less than we thought it was <laughs> anyway uh, like many other seaside power plants the tornus uh, plant uses seawater to prevent overheating while there are measures in place to prevent aquatic life from entering the intake pipes according to the bulletin of the atomic scientists they are no match for the sheer number of jellyfish that come during so-called jellyfish blooms quote usually screens prevent aquatic life and similar debris from being drawn into the power plant's cooling system the bulletin of the atomic scientists wrote in 20 in a 2015 blog post but when a sufficiently large volume of jellyfish or other aquatic life are pulled in they block the screens reducing the volume of water coming in and forcing the reactor to shut down so anyway uh, there's your attack of the uh, nuclear uh, nuclear jellyfish and maybe maybe that turns into one of these weird things which is whatever the weird thing is so uh yeah so maybe maybe this is a show maybe it's not i don't know uh let's see let's see what's going on all right let's see okay uh hold on uh let's see let's try this all right, we got it. We got it. Looks like we got another caller, which we'll take in a sec. Uh, just making sure. And uh, all right. 
Okay, so uh, as you guys know, we do this live to include you, 702-957-1037, troubledminds.org, click the Discord link, and there you go. And all right, so let's see, uh, let's continue, shall we? Let's see, what do we got? Let's make sure, let's make sure that Ernie wants to be on the show here. Let's see. All right. So what do you guys think about the nuclear jellyfish and all the rest of the news, uh, the driverless cars and all the rest of this stuff? I don't know. You tell me. You tell me. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's. Uh, all right. Let's. Uh, let's pull him in here. All right. Let's get. Uh, we we got evil evil Ernie here. What's up, buddy? I'm. Uh, you're you're on here. Uh, so if you talk, you'll be heard on the stream. But if you want to just hang out and listen, you're more than welcome. All right. Let's keep on trucking. This is a uh, newatlas.com. We got uh, as always. Right. You can check my sources. Find them linked uh, down below after we're finished here. Uh, genome dust turns out to be tiny chromosomes from ancient ancestors. Yeah. Right. Uh, there you go. Uh, let's see. An organism's genome is a complex tapestry woven over a hundred of millions of years of evolution. Nature is constantly shuffling and remixing DNA, but some sequences stay remarkably intact for long periods of time and may be conserved across distantly related species. A new study led by Professor Janine Graves at La Trobe University has now identified an intriguing example of this phenomenon. Among the larger chromosomes that make up a genome, the team found what they thought were uh, specks of dust. But on closer inspection, they were found to be tiny chromosomes of their own. When the researchers sequenced these microchromosomes, they found the unexpected fingerprint of an animal separated by more than half a billion years of evolution. WTF is this. Uh, quote, we lined up these sequences from birds, turtles, snakes, and lizards, platypus, and humans, and compared them, said Professor Graves. Astonishingly, the microchromosomes were the same across all bird and reptile species. Even more astonishingly, they were the same as the tiny chromosomes of Amphioxus, a little fish-like animal with no backbone that last shared a common ancestor with vertebrates 684 million years ago. Yeah, that's right. 684 million, not to be confused with... What? <laughs> this is weird. Uh, and, you know, we talk about this stuff all the time. They talk about junk DNA and all the rest of this and, what, you know, what it means and the flippant way humans sort of uh, just just sort of, you know, write things off they don't understand as junk or whatever it's got to be, right? But in this case, if we, we literally have uh, these chromosomes that are micro uh, from 600 million years ago that are from platypus <laughs> or whatever the whatever the hell's going on here um yeah i think there's uh there's something to this there's uh yeah agreed what's up indiggity dog that is insane agreed 100 percent. and so uh, as usual right they thought they were specks they were specks of dust the scientists and no micro chromosomes that are, have stuck around uh, across species and well we're uh, which of course means we're far more related than we ever thought right yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> with a, a platypus or whatever else. All right. Let's keep on trucking. We got more news to get to. As you guys know, this is the quick news show. We do uh, Monday and Friday, 3 p.m. Pacific, and it's just an hour long. And uh, at 7 p.m., we'll do Troubled Minds tonight. Uh, at Monday. Verizon, Oops. we are Hold investing on. three. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't just be dropping Verizon commercials on here. You got you got to pay me three cents if you want to do that shit. All right, here we go. Massive mountain of clothing in the desert is growing even bigger. This is from uh, thehill.com. And yeah, I thought this was bizarre as hell. And does this make any sense to anybody? Check this out. Of the 59,000 tons of clothing that arrive at Chile's Iquique port annually. I can't say that. Iquique? I guess Ikiki port annually, at least 39,000 tons cannot be sold and end up in landfills. Look at that. So how on God's green earth, 59,000 tons total of clothing arrive at this port in Chile and 39,000 tons end up in landfills. What in the world is going on? Are you shitting me? This literally makes no sense, right? Uh, clothing that's made from synthetic materials or treated with chemicals can take 200 years to biodegrade. The fashion industry is responsible for 8 to 10% of the world's carbon emissions. And you've got this picture in here and it appears like it's like, you know, clothing as far as the eye can see in every direction. And you're like, what in the world is going on? Uh, yeah, Okay. Uh, it doesn't even explain why in this in this article, by the way. 
so it, it wants to say climate change and all the rest of this crap, right? They, they're saying, uh, you know, carbon emissions, it's not going to, uh, how come, how come it's literally 39,000 tons of 59,000 that come through annually get thrown in a landfill? And what the hell, what is this? What is this? This makes absolutely no sense for like a hundred reasons, but okay, whatever. Welcome to the world we live in, right? All right, let's keep on trucking. There's more here. This is from electrek.com. Co. And this is uh, what we're talking about that uh, uh, earlier. We were talking about this. And uh, not just, so not just Walmart with these autonomous driver car type things. Check this out. This is a Tesla to deliver electric semi-trucks before end of the year, says PepsiCo CEO, despite delays. And if you guys have seen these, these Tesla uh, big rig things, uh, they, they supposedly are supposed to have like a 500-mile range and like amazing torque, right? Because uh, all, that, all the electric stuff doesn't have uh, all the combustion engine shit. You just smash that gas pedal and pull that load, right? Uh, well, uh, they say they're actually going to be delivering them, and PepsiCo is going to start using them this year. So PepsiCo CEO Ramon LaGuarta says that it is expecting Tesla semi-electric truck deliveries this quarter, despite Tesla saying that deliveries were delayed to next year. While Tesla has been making progress toward bringing its electric semi-truck to low-volume production in Nevada, the automaker recently confirmed that the customer deliveries of the Tesla semi are pushed to next year. So customers, if you want to buy your own, but, uh, well, you know, them, them corporate contracts, right? You get in a little quicker. Uh, CEO Elon Musk said it was due to limited battery supply. Why it's getting pushed back here. So now PepsiCo, who is one of the biggest buyers of Tesla semi-trucks, either didn't get the message or knows something we don't because it apparently expects deliveries by the end of the year. So here we go. Two, uh, two, two giant corporations again. Uh, slugging it out for news cycles or whatever the hell this means. <laughs> there you go. Night Stalker's got it right regarding the uh, the pile of clothes. Every lost piece of clothing or miss- missing sock is teleported there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That we, we just solved the case of the, the missing socks in the dryer. <laughs> They're all teleported. <laughs> to this land landfill in Chile, uh, you guys and the jokes. Good shit. All right. Where are we at? Uh, almost done. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, let's pick uh, Let's pick something good here. How about this? This is pretty hot. This is from sciencealert.com. And uh, yeah, you guys know me. I love, I love watching the stars and considering the implications of the things out there. All right. Here we go. Uh, astronomers detect a tsunami of gravitational waves. Uh, here's where they're coming from. So, yeah, this is pretty nuts. If you look at this, uh, masses of this stellar graveyard, you got this nice image of all this stuff coming, right? Here we go. In less than five months from November 2019 to March 2020, the LIGO-Virgo interferometer, how do you say this? Interferometers, I don't even know, recorded a massive 35 gravitational wave events. On average, that's almost 1.7 gravitational wave events every week for the duration of the run. This represents a significant increase from the 1.5 weekly event weekly average detected on the previous run and a result that has plumped the number of total events to 90 since our first history-making gravitational wave detection in September of 2015. So apparently these things are happening all the damn time now. First, we were shocked when we discovered it back in 2015. But this is happening. And, well, what does that mean? We're talking about black hole mergers. We're talking about all kinds of just whack shit happening out there in space. And uh, on such huge scales that it's sending these gravitational waves to us. And we're detecting these things. So it's happening all the damn time from all kinds of directions. And, yeah, uh, if you're into this, well, uh, I kind of am. But it's going to be one of those things where this might be an entire show. But but I don't know. This uh, this is a little bit weird. And I thought it was uh, worth mentioning because wow wow apparently uh, space isn't as uh, chill as we thought it was if you know what I mean uh, all right let's keep on trucking uh, here, here's a pretty good one this is from bgr.com let's uh, keep on rolling with the news and here we go hackers are stealing 2fa codes with terrifyingly effective voice bots uh, every time a massive data breach makes the news we remind you about the best practices you need uh, to employ uh, to protect your online properties blah 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 uh, never use weak passwords you guys know the drill but here we go uh, so this uh, the 2fa stuff right the two-factor authentication is what this is known as is when you uh, when you are doing a you know you, you log in and it sends you a text message and then you put in the code and you know 
you guys all know what this is. But what's happening is, well, hackers are, yeah, doing this. Uh, even with bots, uh, uh, 2FA protection isn't foolproof. Some hackers might try try to social engineer attacks to convince you to give up that temporary code or password, but not all of them might not, uh, they all might not be that convincing. On the other hand, the bot is a, is a lot more sophisticated and will make you believe that you're talking to the automated security system belonging to the service that hackers want to penetrate. Motherboard demonstrated the attack with a simple example, an incoming call supposedly from PayPal's fraud prevention system. An automated voice tells the PayPal account holder that someone tried to spend a particular sum of money. PayPal needs to verify the account holder's identity to block the transfer, and they'll ask for the two-factor authentication code. So, quote, in order to secure your account, please enter the code we have sent your mobile device now, the voice said. PayPal sometimes texts users a code in order to protect their account. After entering a string of six digits, the voice said, thank you, your account has been secured and this request has been blocked. The bot then proceeded to inform the user there's no reason to worry. Don't worry if any payment has been charged to your account. We will refund it within 24 to 48 hours. Your reference ID is blah, blah, blah. You may now hang up. But what actually happens, of course, is it's a hacker that's getting your login. They already know your password. And they're doing the man in the middle sort of situation with this, with a phone call that's saying, well, you've been hacked. And so we want to make sure that you are you, give us the thing, and then they log in and they steal your money. And then, yeah, that's what's really happening, right? Good shit. And uh, another reason to, well, be happy about the online world. (laughs) All right, let's do this. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, let's finish this up and we're done. Uh, Let's see. Let's go to this. Uh, This is from wired.com and this is amazing. Uh, The next big thing for RNA... Yeah, that's right. Fixing moldy food. How could this go wrong? Uh, yeah, we'll file. We'll file this under. How could this go wrong? And yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, let's jump to the the goods as usual. Wired has like these long winded, blah blah blah. Okay, so we're talking about RNA sprays. Uh, developing RNA crop sprays could also open up shortcuts to new pesticides, a process that typically takes at least a decade and hundreds of millions of dollars. It's very difficult to transform an existing pesticide into something new. Says Tanning, you can tweak here and there, but if you want a new product that will have a new patent, you cannot just change one thing on the surface and expect it to be new. Uh, patents. Good shit, right? With, with RNA sprays, this whole dynamic is flipped on its head. Each new spray will target a different gene or combination of genes in the pest that its creators want to get rid of. One spray might interfere with the genes that control fungal cell division, while another might target genes that help the fungi produce toxins. RNA Sans AG is working on a spray that messes with diamondback moths' immune systems, leaving them vulnerable to bacteria that the bugs usually have no problem fighting off. Since it is relatively easy to produce a new DSRNA that targets a particular gene, it means scientists can go back to the lab and reformulate a spray if pests start evolving resistance to particular modes of action. Of course, the new spray would still have to be tested and go through approval, but the way the DSRNA is packaged and delivered wouldn't change, only the genetic information itself would be tweaked. Uh, like I said, we'll file this under how could this go wrong? Let's uh let's just mess with mother nature and hope the long-term goal holds. <laughs> Anyway, as we finish this up, uh, this is uh, this is Troubled Minds News. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we do this show Monday and Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific on Twitch for an hour, and then we also do Troubled Minds Radio at 7 p.m. Pacific, Monday through Thursday. So we've got Troubled Minds Radio coming up about three hours and 54 minutes from right now, and uh, wait, uh, two hours, three, three, four, five, two hours, 54 minutes, my... my uh, my math is horrific, but okay. Anyway, so as we finish, there's more to get to, always more news, and we're going to keep looking at this and keep doing this, and uh, appreciate you guys for hanging out. So uh, there you go. I think uh, as uh, as usual, if you guys have any news articles you want to send to me, please join the Discord, troubledminds.org. Click the Discord link. We'll talk about them on the next news show. Like I said, we do them on Mondays and Fridays in particular, so we can kind of catch dumping day, and then also what the news cycles try and push through on Monday in particular. Uh, uh, because, of course, that's when they want to seize the uh, the bull by the horns, as it were, and feed you your false narratives or whatever is going to happen. So so anyway, uh, send that stuff to me. If you want me to feature it in this show, I will. And if you think there's something important we should look at and talk about, as always, uh, looking for show suggestions and all the rest of that. So please send them over. You guys are all the best. Thanks for hanging out with us in the chat. And let's, uh, let's roll this. Let's do the outro with the music. And uh, boom, get the hell out of here. All right. So... 
that's the deal. We're done. The bad news is we're done. The good news is, God willing, we've got another show in less than three hours. So we'll see you there, 7 p.m. Pacific time, Trouble Minds Radio. What's the show about? I have no freaking clue yet. Still working on it. And don't forget, tomorrow we will have Jennifer on the show as well uh, as a co-host for the evening. So uh, don't miss that. Like I said, uh, the the secret weapon of this show is you, meaning all the amazing things you know. And uh, so there you go. There you go. You're all invited to be on the show, and you know what to do. Just contact me, TroubledMindsRadio at Gmail. Join the Discord, contact me there, and uh, we're done. We're finished. Thanks for hanging out in the chat. Thanks for all the uh, all the love you guys give the show and myself. Thanks for being good to each other. That's the most important thing. Don't be a douche, and uh, take care of yourself so you can take care of others, and uh, it's an important thing. So, so let's get the hell out of here. One more time, this is Troubled Minds News. I'm your host, Michael Strange. We'll catch you shortly. Have a fantastic day. Rest of your afternoon, and we'll see you this evening. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, guys. time to start firing up the grill from city to shore acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details